This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion one verse at a time. Well, hello there. It's Jeremy Myers, and you are listening to the One Verse Podcast. What is it you think about hell? Is it a place of suffering where unbelievers burn and scream forever in flames of fire for all eternity? Maybe you don't believe in a hell. Maybe you believe that everyone goes to heaven when they die. Or that maybe some people will sort of maybe suffer for a while, uh, but eventually they will get all burned up until eventually they are destroyed or annihilated. Those are sort of the three main views on hell. Eternal conscious torment, universalism, or annihilationism. What view do I hold? If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time or read any of my books, you should probably know that for me the answer is none of the above. (laughs) And I have a new book on hell coming out in June, which explains my view on hell. In it, we look at the eight key terms in the Bible, which are often thought of to refer to hell, and dozens of passages from Scripture. I explain all these passages. And the book contains a whole lot more information about hell as well, uh, concluding with my own view on hell. But sort of as a way to lead up to that, I'm going to spend the next, I don't know, three months or so until the book comes out, two to three months, uh, on here in the podcast talking about some of these passages and terms from Scripture. We're going to look at the eight key terms on hell. Today is the word Sheol. And uh, then we are also going to discuss uh, maybe a dozen or so key Bible passages from Scripture about hell. So hopefully you join me for that. And uh, if you get excited about this book, you can go over to Amazon and pre-order it right now. It is available there today for pre-order. Just the Kindle version, though. Amazon does not allow me to put the paperback version up for pre-order. So if you're waiting for the paperback, you will have to wait till June when it comes out. Okay, so the book is titled, What is Hell? All right, the truth about hell and how to avoid it. So let's just get into our study today of the first word I want to look at and define from the Bible, and it is the word Sheol. The Hebrew word Sheol is the most common word in the Old Testament that is used in reference to the state of the dead. Okay, now here's what's curious about the word Sheol, however. It is not used anywhere. Well, I take that back. It's used only one time outside of the Old Testament uh, literature. Okay, you you go and read other literature, Hebrew literature of that time, and it's only used one single time outside of the Bible. And so, and and in that place, that one place, it clearly is referring to a grave, a, a place where people are buried. All right, so uh, when it comes to understanding the Old Testament, how the word Sheol was used in Old Testament writings in the Hebrew Scriptures, really, we, we can't compare other usage outside of the Bible. Sometimes we like to do that with a word study. Yes, you want to understand what the word means in the Bible, but one of the ways you do that is to see how the word is used outside of the Bible. We can't really do that with the word Sheol, uh, so we're limited just to Scripture itself, which is fine if that's what happens. Thankfully, when it comes to Scripture, there are numerous passages in the Bible which help us define the word Sheol. In fact, it occurs, the word occurs 66 times in the Hebrew Scriptures. And it is true that a few of those 
uses of that word, Sheol, it is true that a few of them get translated as hell. But that really depends on the Bible translation you're using. The King James Version, for example, tends to translate it more often as hell than any of the other Bible translations. And uh, some of the more literal ones, the New American Standard, New King James, tend to translate it less often as hell. But here's what I believe. I do not believe that hell, H-E-L-L, is a good translation of any of the occurrences of the word Sheol in the Bible. Okay, in other words, I do not think the word, the Hebrew word Sheol, should ever, not one time, be translated as hell. And I have lots of reasons for that. One of them is that I do not believe the Bible ever indicates that Sheol contains any sort of punishment after death uh, in reference to the word Sheol, okay? Uh, whereas a lot of times when people think about hell, they do. They think of, sort of some sort of afterlife punishment. And since Sheol does not mean any sort of afterlife punishment, that means we cannot translate uh, Sheol as hell anywhere. And, and we see this in a variety of ways. For example, in lots of passages— uh, Genesis 37-35, Numbers 16-30, Jonah 2-2. In fact, you can go listen to my podcast episode on Jonah 2-2 uh, to see what I talk about Sheol, what I ex- how I explain Sheol in that verse. Uh, but uh, in lots of these passages, the ones I just listed and others, both good men and evil men go to Sheol. And that right there should tell us that something different is going on here. If both, if all types of people men and women, I should say, end up in Sheol, in the Hebrew perspective, then obviously we're not talking about the traditional modern concept of a place where unbelievers go to suffer and scream in, in, in burning flames for all eternity, okay? That, that, that's not the case, because righteous people end up in Sheol also, according to the Old Testament, all right? Therefore, it cannot be equivalent to the modern concept of hell. So some think that hell was sort of a holding tank, you know, uh, our intermediate state or something for all people who lived and died. And some people will then equate this with Abraham's bosom in Luke 16, which, by the way, this, that's the, par- uh, the story of the rich man and Lazarus. We will be talking about that, that story eventually, uh, a couple months from now, two months from now or so. And so some people say, well, that was Sheol. And so everybody who went there in the Old Testament before Jesus, they all went to Sheol, and then Jesus came along and it got separated out into heaven versus hell or something like that, okay? Um, And that's sort of the explanation that goes along with that. And there's various passages that are used to defend that idea as well. I'm not going to get into them. You can get the transcript, sort of the study notes for this podcast episode by visiting redeeminggod.com slash Sheol Hell, uh, and that will be available, if you're listening, uh, that will be available on my website. So, so the, those Bible verses are listed there. The thing is, though, is when you look at all of the references to Sheol, all of them, all 66 together, it appears that the most likely definition of the word is also the most literal definition of the word. I mean, if, if, if a literal definition works fine in all of the uses, then why not use the literal definition of the word, right? And what is the literal definition of the word? It means grave or pit. 
Okay, that one use outside of the Hebrew Bible clearly is referring to a grave. And almost all of the references in the Old Testament also are clearly referring to the grave. And so why not just translate it that way? Why translate it as something different, as hell, when it doesn't necessarily mean that? And, and when adjectives, for example, are used to describe Sheol, it's, it's usually described as a wet, dank, dark, dusty, musty hole in the ground where dead people are laid, right? <laughs> that describes a grave. It's, it's literally a hole dug in the ground, most often, where dead bodies are laid. And uh, further support for this idea is found in the fact that a synonym, a Hebrew synonym for the word Sheol, is the Hebrew word bor, B-O-R. And uh, a bor is literally a hole dug in the ground. And it's, it's a synonym for Sheol, okay? Grave or pit, all right? And in other places, for example, the word Sheol is described, uh, it's characterized by worms and decay, well, that describes a grave as well. When you lay a dead body in the ground, what happens? It decays and the body is eaten by worms. And, and so that is the way Sheol is often described in the Hebrew Bible as well. The bottom line is, there is not a single, not one, Old Testament texts text which speaks of Sheol as an eternal place of suffering and torment for the unregenerate dead. There's not one place in the Bible where Sheol is used in reference to describe a place where people scream and burn and suffer in torment for all eternity. Not one. Okay? Even when New Testament authors, okay, quote Old Testament texts which speak of Sheol, guess what? They do so in connection with people being raised from the dead, from the grave. So they're quoting Old Testament texts, and even the New Testament authors are agreeing. This isn't about, about people screaming and burning and suffering in eternal conscious torment. No, this is about people coming up out of the ground, the, the pit, the hole, the grave that they were laid in. They are now raised up out of that ground, that, that hole in the ground. Okay, so that's even how the New Testament authors understand the Hebrew word Sheol. And, and, and so the, the, even the New Testament, the Old Testament, New Testament, both, the whole Bible is all in agreement. What does the word Sheol mean? Not hell, not a, pl a place of suffering and torment. It simply means the grave. That is the best way to translate the word. It is the most literal way to translate the word, and that's the way the word should be translated refers to the grave. Okay, now, are you ready what the, this means? Here's the ramifications of this. This is the pretty much the only word, the primary word, that the Old Testament has uh, in reference to the afterlife for everybody, okay? And basically, the Old Testament teaching on the afterlife is that when people die— they go to Sheol, they go to the grave, they get laid in a pit, and that's that. Worms and decay destroy their bodies. Okay? Living prior to Jesus, prior to the New Testament era, this is what the Hebrew people believed and taught about the afterlife. 
It's just you get your body gets laid in the grave, and that's it. It's not about eternal suffering or flames or burning forever in hell or anything like that. All right? So the best way to translate the word Sheol is grave, and it refers to a pit or a hole dug in the ground, and that is the only thing the Bible has to say about the afterlife. By the way, the word can be used metaphorically, all right, to talk about depression, sorrow, loneliness, okay? Um, and, and so obviously in the context where it's being used symbolically or metaphorically, uh, it, it's referring to those emotionals, th- those emotions of uh, feeling alone or, or sorry or depressed or something like that. But that's the same with any other word, okay? So anyway, so here's the thing. Uh, Sheol in the Bible is, we could go a little bit further, Sheol in the Bible is the opposite of the life that God wants and desires for his people. You go back and you can, again, the podcast episodes on Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, which I started off the One Verse podcast on, you can go listen to those. And in it, I describe the life that God created us humans to have. And it was full of excitement and thrilling uh, expectation, working with God, satisfaction, fulfillment in life. Okay, that's what God wants, and we were supposed to live eternally on this earth, working with him, working with one another, working with the animals to bring about God's will and God's ways on this earth. So Sheol is the exact opposite of that. If God wanted us to live forever and work forever on this earth, then Sheol is the exact opposite of that, because now we are no longer fulfilling what he made us for, what he created us for. And this is true whether the people are dead and buried in the ground or whether they are metaphorically experiencing the grave through despair, loneliness, and depression. All right? It's the opposite of God's life for us. The thing is, though, I can't emphasize this enough, there is not a single text in the Hebrew Bible where the word Sheol is referring to a place of suffering and torment in the afterlife for the unregenerate dead. Remember that point. Here's one of the crazy ramifications from this, though. All right? You've often heard people say, you know, it's, it's, we're supposed to warn people about hell, this horrible place of suffering, because that's the loving thing to do. I mean, you, here's, here's what they would say, you would warn somebody if they were going to walk off a cliff, right? Well, of course we would. And so therefore, you should warn people about this eternal, torturing, suffering, burning that's awaiting them in the afterlife. Right. <laughs> if that's what is awaiting them in the afterlife, you should warn them of that. But here's the thing. If we should warn somebody about hell, eternal, conscious torment, burning and flames and suffering for all eternity in the afterlife, <laughs> then don't you think God should warn people about that as well, if it's true. But what we've just seen is that in the entire Old Testament era, okay, from Adam all the way up to John the Baptist, all of the Hebrew scriptures, there is not one single warning about people suffering and burning forever and ever in hell in the afterlife. If we would warn people about that future, we assume God would warn people about that future also, but he doesn't in the Old Testament. 
He doesn't warn people about this in the Hebrew Scriptures. Which makes us wonder, if God doesn't warn people about this, then either (laughs) he doesn't care and doesn't love people and is not concerned that they might end up there. All these billions of people who lived prior to the New Testament revelation in Jesus Christ that we have in in Matthew through Revelation. Okay, Either either God doesn't care about them at all and where they're going to spend eternity, which we know that option isn't true, or such a place doesn't exist at all. Okay? I mean, is it conceivable that the God revealed to us in Jesus Christ could watch billions of humans fall into a pit of eternal suffering and torment while never saying a single word of warning about it to those who were alive? If the traditional doctrine of hell is true— How could God have overlooked or neglected mentioning it in his revelation, his Old Testament, Hebrew Scripture revelation to humanity, for really what amounts to the majority of human history? I don't know how long you think the earth has existed. Let's just go with this young earth theory of basically 6,000 years. So that would be from Adam to Jesus is about 4,000, and then we have 2,000 since. Okay, If you believe something else, then that, that, that period prior to Jesus is even longer. But let's just go with that young earth theory for sake of argument. For 4,000 years and all the people who lived, God never warned anybody, any non-believer, about what was waiting to them after death. Okay, So is God unloving because he didn't warn people? Obviously not. God is infinitely loving and would not have failed to warn the objects of his love about such a potential disaster if it existed. So the only rational conclusion then is that such a disaster does not exist. God didn't warn people because the warning was not needed. This is study on the word Sheol, okay? (laughs) And the Old Testament Hebrew scriptures are silent on the subject that there is an eternal suffering flames, lake of fire, burning pit (laughs) for all eternity. And so that should raise the question, why was God silent about this? I think it's because a place like that does not exist. All right? People say, oh, well, but but you're forgetting about the New Testament. No, you know, we're going to get into the New Testament. There's seven other terms that I want to describe, such as the abyss, Hades. We're going to look at the image of fire. We're going to talk about Gehenna. We're definitely going to look at the lake of fire, uh, Tartarus, okay? Some of these others that we will be talking about, the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. We're going to talk about all of those terms in the future. But I'm just laying the groundwork here. If an eternal, conscious, suffering torment awaits for many people, and God didn't warn them about it, then that raises serious questions about the goodness and love of God for most of humanity. It seems like the better question then is, or the better response is, maybe such a place doesn't exist after all. And then that raises questions about what the New Testament actually teaches about hell. I know you've got questions about all those things. So please, you got to make sure you do not miss any of these podcast studies going forward. In the next uh, seven episodes, we will be looking at each one of these other seven terms that I discussed. And then after that, we're going to look about a dozen passages 
uh, from the Bible that talk about fire and the lake of fire and, and outer darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth. We will also discuss the story of the rich man and the Lazarus uh, from, from Luke 16. You do not want to miss a single one of these podcast studies where we're talking about hell. If you have questions about hell, I hopefully will be able to answer them in these podcast studies. Meanwhile, make sure you go to Amazon and pre-order my book on hell. It's titled, What is Hell? And it is available for pre-order now, and it will be available in early June as a paperback, okay? So uh, thank you so much for listening. And look, if you have questions about what we talked about today, just go to my website, at Redeeming God, and uh, you can just search at the bottom for what is Sheol. Uh, but the link is uh, redeeminggod.com slash Sheol Hell. Okay, and you can just type that in, and it should turn up that way as well. By the way, if you're part of my online um, discipleship group, this word hell is one of the ones I will shortly include in the Gospel Dictionary online course. The the, uh, lesson on fire is already there, so you can already understand what that word means, and even look at many of the passages of Scripture I will be discussing in the future. Uh, but the hell, the lesson on hell will be put up here in the next couple of weeks or so, so you can take that. Then you get sort of an advanced preview on the book and what I will be talking about in these podcast episodes. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week when we talk about the word abyss. All right, see you then. Bye.